Hey, welcome everybody to Beyond the Pew. New face on the couch over here. Introduce yep. yourself. Oh, my name is Steve Bogran. Steve Bogran. That was yes. corrected. Yep. By yep. you, I did. Uh, that was in one of our outtakes. <laughs> but uh, Steve Bogran, Bogran yep. is Bogran. how you say that. Yep. And uh, Steve, what do you do at the church? I am the discipleship pastor uh, here. I've been here a year, almost a year and a half. It's pretty yeah. cool. Steve, he's on a lot of videos, though. Like, if, you, <laughs> yeah. if, you, if, you, if you've been around the church, like, oh, you know, Steve's man. on a lot of videos. He's all doing all kinds of training oh, videos, discipleship videos, small yeah. group videos. Trying to reach the people, All man. kinds of videos. <laughs> missions, missions videos. Shout out the missions. Yeah. Um, all kinds of videos. But Steve's filling in for, for Pastor Eric. He's away. Camp. At camp. With the teenagers, with the man. Teenagers. Yeah, like 40 teenagers, something like that. Yeah, I think that's, they had a group of like 50 that went. Something crazy. like that. So he's at camp. So Eric's not here this week, but he'll be back. Don't worry. He'll be we back. We look alike, so that kind of helps. Hopefully uh, it does. Yeah, maybe. Maybe a little bit. Okay. Okay. A little bit. Eric will be back, hopefully. And uh, unless, Steve, you, unless Steve knocks it out of the park. <laughs> no, nah, Eric come back. Then Eric's gone. Eric's coming back. It? No, he's, he's not. Back. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Eric, I'm kidding. We love you, and, Eric. We uh, love we've you. been working through some questions, Steve. I hope you've watched the podcast a little bit, maybe a little bit. I've watched a little bit, yeah. And uh, Eric and I have been working through some questions, and we haven't gotten through all of them, so we're going to take this list out. You've not seen any of these questions. Nothing. Like so these, are gonna be, these are going to be fresh for you, fresh. and uh, we want to get some thoughts from you on some questions that were submitted here, and um, I'm going to start off with one that um, I think you, you might enjoy, um, okay. just to kind of break the ice here a little oh, bit, sweet. and something that I think you can be honest about. Um, what is the best meal that you've ever eaten, Steve? The best That's meal. Light, just to get your feet wet before you, we man. get into Thank some you, deeper things. The best meal that you've ever eaten. <sighs> the best meal. So it's different from favorite, right? Is it yeah, a favorite best. Meal? What was the best meal? Man. I would have to say it was obviously in Mexico, but enchiladas. That was okay. just enchiladas in Homemade Mexico. tortillas. Okay. It just tastes different. Homemade tortillas just tastes different, man. Okay. Yeah. So that so. was the best meal you've that ever had. That was the best had. meal, man. Wow, that's the best meal you've ever had. I, yeah. It's okay. like, yeah. All right. There you go. What's yours? Best meal I've ever had? Yeah. Finicini. I'd, I'd, no? I'd, I'd have to... I'd have to... I'd have to think about that. I'd have to let that... I mean, that's not a big... That's a big deal. It's that's not a light deal. matter. Um, I'll get back to you on that. Let me <laughs> let me think on that for a little bit. You know, best meal I've ever had. Pray about let me it. Think, uh, let me think on that for a little bit here. Um, <laughs> let me jump into some theological things. Oh, we're going straight questions. through We're going to get to some of these theological things. Uh, this is an interesting question, and, and I'm curious to see how you'd respond to this. Are some sins worse than others? Are some sins or worse? Or is all sin the same? Is some sin worse than others, or is all sin the same? I, know, I think, I mean, the book of James says that those that teach God's word will be judge a little harder if okay. they're not teaching the truth. So I would say if you're, you know, false teaching God's word, not telling the truth of God's word, I feel like there is going to be a different, I don't want to say judgment, but just consequence. Maybe a greater uh, accountability, accountability, a higher standard. A higher standard okay. of that too. Okay. Um, so I, I think in that part um, that there's going to, there, there, I, get, I want to say difference, but the accountability is going to be a little different on that. Okay. So. What about for those that aren't necessarily pastors, teachers in general? Um, you know, your neighbor, my neighbor, yeah. individuals, uh, whether um, ultimately coming to a saving knowledge of Christ or not coming yeah. to a saving knowledge of Christ, are there certain sins that are worse than others? Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, I would say, like, I don't... Th- 
for me personally, I don't, I don't think there's like a sin that's greater than the others that God no. sees. I mean, okay, I could be wrong, but I feel like God does see everything the same mm-hmm. in that and judges it, you know, but yeah. that's just my, yeah. my take on it. I don't know what, what you think on yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, the Bible is very clear, you know, any, the measure of or standard of God is holiness, right? Mm-hmm. So anything that we lay against the backdrop of God's holiness, um, sin is falling short. Of, yeah, of that God's perfect point, holiness yeah. and, and perfection that God uh, demonstrates and, and that is true of God, right? So anytime that we sin and fall short of the glory of God, which is something we do all the time, and every human being has done that, yeah. we would say every sin equally before God is disobedience and Rebellion. is deserving equally of judgment, yeah. right? And condemnation yeah. equally across the board is going to be given as far as sin, um, for those that do not have forgiveness th- of their sin through Christ. Yep. So again, against the backdrop of God's holiness and God's complete perfection, any imperfection, any wrongdoing, any sin, anything that's displeasing to God is equally worthy of condemnation. Yep. And I think about when Jesus um, talked about the woman who was caught in adultery and his question was, let he who is without sin cast the first, the first stone. stone. Yeah. He didn't say, let he who has not had the same level of sin as yep. this woman. So I think in the perspective of Christ, he talked about sin as that which separates us from God and is yeah. needing forgiveness. First Corinthians chapter six, I think lays out, Paul lays out a lot of, of um, kind of list of sins yep. that, that separate us from God and are worthy of punishment. And there are some, what some people would consider to be the worst sins, big sins yeah, yeah. when it comes to sexual immorality yeah, and, yeah. and um, when it comes to, you know, blaspheming God and idolatry, but he also includes in that list of sins, pride and anger. anger. Yep. Right. So Jealousy, from first Corinthians yeah. chapter six, it would seem like, man, like sin is, is sin. A little later on in first Corinthians six, though, when Paul talks about sexual sin being all other sins are outside the body, this is inside the body or it's, your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit yeah. would seem to lead like towards sexual sin as being something that maybe is harsher, but it seems more so in regards to the, the consequences you might suffer presently because of those sins. Yeah. Um, so I, I agree with you in the sense that all sin is sin equally before God is deserving of punishment and, and yeah. will be receiving punishment. I think if you look at it like in levels, that could be danger. Yeah, you're, for oh, sure. You know, that's just a little white lie. You know, that's the, yeah. the phrase everybody uses. Oh, that's a little white lie. But that little sin can continue. My dad always said, like, he always used an example of like, you know, the crack windows. You know, like it started as a little little crack and then, yep. you know, it yeah. cracks the whole screen. It's like, if you think sin and levels that way, that, okay, this is not too bad. True. It can lead to Absolutely. You know, this, a, a world, you know, a life in, in depth and sin. So. Yeah. And I think the danger is when we allow this perspective to get into our mind that certain sins are okay. Yep. Because they're not as big of a deal as other sins. sins. Yeah, absolutely. Good book. Good book anyway. But Paul talked about, you know, the wages of sin is death. death. Yep. He doesn't specify what sin, right? Yeah. But the wages of sin... He who knew no sin, Jesus, became sin for us. Well, again, he doesn't spell out which sins. Obviously, the sin of unbelief, blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, rejecting Jesus Christ ultimately, you know, brings condemnation upon us. But it's condemnation that we're already deserving of because Mm -hmm. of of any sin that's taken place. When you think about Adam and Eve, their sin in the garden was disobedience to God, right? Like they were told not to eat of this tree. They ate of that tree. And so it's a dangerous thing when we begin to think, okay, there are different levels of sin that I have to be concerned about these, but not these. As a believer in Christ, we should be set apart from sin. That's not who we are. Desiring it, not wanting it. Um, And so we have to be careful. I think it's a good point, though, that not to allow, quote unquote, you know, little 
white lies yeah. or sins that don't seem so big to start infiltrating our lives because that's very dangerous. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, I think a, a summary answer to this are some sins worse than others. I'd say they can be in regards to the consequences that you're going to experience mm-hmm. in the here and now, as well as there are certain sins that the Word of God seems to to allude to that are uh, far greater, have far greater reaching effects and consequences than other sins. But against the backdrop of a holy God, any sin, any imperfection on our part, disobedience to God is deserving of punishment. And and that's where the grace of God through Christ, Mm -hmm. right? Gets magnified. Preach it, Pastor. uh, That was 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 an easy one, right? That was good. That was good. 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 Um, (laughs) What would you say to someone who feels the need to continually recommit their life to Christ. Mm. Um, you know, uh, someone yeah. who's maybe committed their life to Christ or believer, yeah. but they're feeling like this constant need that I, I need to recommit, I need to recommit, yeah. I need to recommit. What would you what Well, would you say I would, that? you know, I, I obviously when I was a youth pastor, I saw that a lot. I'm sure you probably yeah. did. You know, like you saw a lot of students. Sure. You know, and even, you know, adults as well. But I would just ask, like, you know, what – how are you growing? Like, wh- what does your spiritual discipline look like? Uh, is there any accountability in your life? Like, for you to go and over and over again, like, there's got to be some that right in the sense of no one's there accountable in your life to guide you to make the right decisions or help you grow in the yeah. Lord. You know, like, you know, I always said, like, as a Christians, we're going to make mistakes, but we should be making the same mistakes over and over again. Yeah. You know, so so I, I would just ask that, like, man, who's in your life, pouring into your life, guiding you, helping you? If you made this commitment, um, you know, who's keeping you accountable in the sense of just guiding you, helping you, making those spiritual disciplines in your life? Um, you know, because I, I feel like at some point, if you keep doing it, this becomes like a game, you know, and the dangers of that. of like, okay, you know yeah. what? I've been gone this whole year, but you know what? Come January, you know, I'm just going to, I'm going to recommit again, yeah. you know, for a few months. So just the accountability, like, uh, is anybody being accountable to them and helping them? And are they open to that accountability in their lives? You know, yeah, so. no, that's good. And I, I think for me, what, what goes along with that is the question of, well, why do they feel the need to continually have to recommit? Yep. Um, you know, because if it's a situation, and I know this is the case for a lot of people, that they would have more of an Arminian viewpoint of their salvation, that they can lose their salvation, Um, then that's a really hard way to go about trying to live the Christian life with joy and any kind of peace um, because that that becomes extremely difficult thinking your salvation is always hanging in the balance. And so if it's someone who's struggling or is thinking they continually need to recommit their life to Christ because they're afraid of losing their salvation or that they no longer belong to the Lord— the encouragement I would give to anybody that's thinking that way is the word of God's very clear. God, as the one who began a work in you, yep. will be faithful to complete the work. Yep. Uh, Jesus, who is the author and perfecter of our faith, will not abandon you as a child of God. And so uh, there is hope to be found in the eternal security of the believer. Yep. So if it's because there's a fear of losing salvation, I would say you're secure in Christ if you truly know him as Savior. Yep. But I would ask the question you did of why... Is there this constant need to have to recommit? Yep. You know, is it because there's sin that's prevalent, yeah. prevalent and keeps coming up over and over again? Is it because of relationships that maybe they're involved with yep. that need to come to a point of end? Is it because of habits that they have in their lives that constantly are driving a wedge between them and their their relationship yeah. with the Lord? And so, yeah. accountability is a great thing to look at. Yep. That. And that can because it also can be of more like, okay, I need to do this. Yeah, you know, it's the kind of yeah. what you said, like, no, it's all through the Lord and the Holy Spirit helping you. Yeah. You know, and so if you keep recommitting that, that mindset of, okay, I got to do this so the Lord and I can be good, 
you know, and that's the danger part of when you think, okay, it's, I got to work in, in order to earn God's love and be committed sure. you know, to him. So, yeah, yeah. that's good. Um, so here's one people, people want to know. Uh-oh. People want to know, Steve. What they got to um, know. What they want to know. Have you ever met one of your heroes? Whoa, one of my heroes. Yeah. Man. Yeah. So who would you who would you consider to be? Well, I guess, yeah. Well, just yeah. have you ever met him? Have you ever yeah. met one of your heroes? Yeah, your... one of my heroes, obviously my dad, but is the man that discipled my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, that my dad became, you know, follower of Christ, and he really gave the basics of the faith and all that, and everything that he taught, he, you know, discipled us and, and mentors with that so i got to meet him um when i was about first time like my heard stories about him and everything like that's so when i was like about eight years old i met him so it was really cool you know to see this is the man that helped my dad grow sure uh, in the lord so yeah Manu yeah. Tarasiuk, that's his name nice so how long yeah. ago was that, that you man met i mean i was i was the first time i met him was eight and then i saw him again in college okay so 2000 2007 was a lot like last nice. time i saw him so that's good so yep um yeah that's I think sometimes we can when we think of heroes we can think of people that a lot of times are no longer living yep right like when we think about heroes of the faith or we think yep. about people that we hear their stories and think man that's that's a person that I would look to and love one day to have a conversation with her but yep. when you have someone that you know is is present day it's yeah. still doing the work and still inspiring and still and you yep. have an opportunity to engage with that person that's always yeah. a that's what about a cool, you? What's, that's a what cool your, experience. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, if someone said to me, "Hey, who are your heroes?" I, I don't know who I would really list outside of, you know, as a pastor. Obviously, I can think of like people that have inspired mm-hmm. me as far as from a, a biblical example, as far as ministry, as far as great things people did in the faith. Um, you know, so it's tough for me. I, I would echo what you said. You know, I, I've always looked at my dad as an example of yeah. someone that I would want to model, model follow, and, yeah. and follow. And I get to, I get to meet him and talk with him all the time. <laughs> so, That's awesome. but, um, yeah, I, I can't really think of anybody that stands out physical presence that I've met with that I thought, man, I can't believe I'm talking to my hero right yeah. now. I really can't think of anybody, you know, that, that would stand out in that regards. And, um, you know, certainly people that I would love to one day have a conversation with or would love to be able to pick their brain about things, but whether or not they'd fall in the category of hero would be, would be questionable for yeah. me. Um, here's another, another one for you, Steve. This is a little bit light. Okay. So what's the, people just want to know you. They, they want to get to know you, Steve. All right, cool. Steve Bogron. Because they knew I was coming. Steve Bogron. Yeah. They were told, you know, we said oh, we have did. a special guest. That's right. Special guest, but, That's right. That's um, right. What household chore do you wish you never had to do again? <laughs> Household chore Man. you wish you never had to do again. What is it, Steve Bogron? I would say, I don't know, man. I, wa- I like washing dishes. You I do. like? I like what? it, man. I do. You know why? No, I don't know why. Tell me why. Because I get I'm- to watch, like, I watch my shows, man. So I watch uh, a movie. I watch so a documentary. When Steve so- Bogron is watch- washing dishes, what's the show that's on? All right. My go-to is The Office. Okay. Because I just like okay. to laugh. But a lot of it's documentaries. So I watch this show, Band of Brothers. It's not a documentary, but, yeah. you know, and then yeah. I watch a lot, like, World War II documentaries, okay. sports documentaries. Right. So, uh, but let's see, chores-wise, man, just making beds, man. I don't like making beds at all. Okay. Because, like, I mean, I'm going to go back into it while we got to fix it. So we're just, I understand. she's probably watching this. I understand. But, That's yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what about you? Dog stuff. We have a dog. We have a little... Actually, yeah, cat litter, man. I'm yeah. just... Yeah, cat litter. We have a little Yorkie Poo. Yeah. And uh, Toto is the dog's Toto. name. 
And so anything to do yeah, with the dog. Cat litter. I'm like, come on. I, I have kids that do that too, but yeah, I'm not a big I'm not big yeah. on the old dog chores, you know? Um, Steve, here's one for you that is a little bit more intense. Nice. Why did God allow Adam and Eve the option to sin? Man. That is a, that's actually a question I asked. Why, <laughs> why did God <laughs> allow Adam and Eve the option to sin? What do you think? Because, I mean, he knew they were because he's all-knowing God. You okay. know? Uh, I mean, I, I would say is that God, you know, allows us to have a choice, gives us a choice, okay. you know, to, to love him. I, I believe that God doesn't want, like, a robotic love. He wants us at a, you know, of, from our lives to, to love him and care for him. So, um I think it's just the choice to obey him or not. You know, I think Romans even is clear to say that we, we don't have to sin if we are followers of Christ. Uh, so to me personally, is that giving them a choice of to obey or, or not to obey, you know. Okay. Uh, so I don't know that's clear. But You think there was any possibility that they were not going to sin? Was that possible? I think so, because I think they weren't thinking about it until the serpent came into the picture. So they could have, they could have not sinned. Yeah, Christ slain so. before the foundation of the world. Yeah, for what reason do you think? Say again. So the Word of God says Christ is slain before the foundation, foundation of, of the, the world. world. For yeah. what? For what reason? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just I'm stirring, stirring things here. I'm yeah, stirring yeah, yeah, things yeah, yeah. here for you. Uh, I think that the question is such a great question because people ask this all the time: yeah. of Why would God even allow them that opportunity? Right? Yeah. He could have chosen not to put parameters he could have said there is no there is no knowledge of good and evil that you have to be worried about thing and 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 i think um and i was just messing around with it because we could get into like deep theological um but then why is christ slain before the nation of the world world, steve did they have an option to sin or not because did god know they were (laughs) was god reacting to their sin or did he know and ordain that they would sin yeah because of his plan unfolding that's true yeah um but uh, the, and those are those are deeper questions that we can get to another time. But I, I think a simple answer to it was for whatever reason that God – it was for his glory, for, yeah. right? God was going to be glorified through this, and, and ultimately he is glorified through it, through his son and, um, and demonstration of his love and his faithfulness to sinful man through the cross, yeah. right, and, and to his children um, through the cross. And so um, God's glorified in it I think is the simple answer, but complex – our our finite human minds cannot understand an infinite God, yeah, or the plans of an infinite Moons, God, yeah. Um, but that's a that's a tough one. Um, so let me let me wrap this up with one more question. Um, and this is just a question. I don't know how you're going to answer this because I'm curious to know where you stand. Is it okay for Christians to drink? Ooh. And my assumption is when someone says for Christians to drink, they're referencing alcohol. I don't yeah. think they mean like Coke, water. Yeah tea yeah. um i'm assuming when someone says is it okay for christians to drink they're referring to alcohol beer wine yeah yeah i just actually had this conversation just a while ago okay. um just me personally like i've never drank in my life at all and a lot of it's uh because like uh, in my family there's a history of alcoholics and so i just like i do not want to you know sure. flirt with the idea of that but i for me personally i don't think drinking is a sin now i do believe getting drunk uh, is yeah uh, because you lose i mean the Word of God says it clear, like you lose all conscience and all sense sure. of ability. So, again, I don't now, you know, if, if there's someone who has a who's struggling to have a drinking problem, and you know they want don't want to be around it, I would suggest don't even don't even drink around them. You know, for being cautious around them. But yeah, I, I don't think drinking is a sin, but getting drunk 
is. So you would say it is okay for Christians to drink. I think so, yeah. In certain circumstances, in certain, circumstances, certain situations. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yep. It's a that's a hotly debated it is. issue it is. for a lot of yeah. people. Um, and now, it, and because a lot of it's like, you know, I also think as Christians we gotta be different of the world as well. Mm-hmm. You know, so I grew up even in high school and college thinking that man we shouldn't even touch that at all, just because we need to be different. Yeah, be in your witness as well too. So there's also a side of that that I think as well. You know, but I'm not gonna. Oh, I can't believe you're drinking. Like, yeah, you're sitting. You know, kind of. Yeah. Deal. But, but it's kind of yeah. So that's where yeah. I stand. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, yeah, Ephesians five talks about you know see then that you walk circumspectly or wisely, not as fools but as wise. Nice. Don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. So there's there's clearly commands in Scripture given to not being given to much wine, not be given to drunkenness. Uh, don't be drunk with wine. So very clearly, I think across the board, Christians would agree, drunkenness is a sin. And yeah. so the abuse of alcohol, drinking more so that you're not in charge of your, you know, of your thinking, in charge of your actions, yeah. is a dangerous thing, and it's a sinful thing before yeah. God. And we see examples of that throughout Scripture as well. Um, but to your point, I, I do feel like this is an individual conscience before the Lord thing, because the Word of God says basically that whatever Paul said, whatever's not done in faith, it is sin. Some can drink, some cannot. Some can eat certain kinds of meats and some cannot. And so uh, in regards to this area of drinking, is it okay for Christians to drink? I I would say it can be okay, Mm -hmm. but then there are also situations where it would not be be okay okay, for Christians to drink, depending on what you just mentioned. If there's a proclivity towards abuse of alcohol, if there is, you know, someone's not in control, if someone you know, has a tendency or has a past abuse with this that they know it would be completely unwise for them to partake in this manner. Um, we're called to be wise in yeah. the way that we live. That being said, um, there are plenty of Christians I know that feel the liberty to be able to have uh, a beer, to be able to have a glass of wine, and, and that would obviously fall into the category of having a drink that love the Lord, want to honor the Lord. Their conscience allows them to do that before the Lord. Um, I think one of the struggles that's been there and why a lot of people in the church have gone to the opposite extreme is there used to be such an extreme that all drinking is sin and that whenever the Bible talks about wine, it's talking about grape juice. And whenever the Bible talks about, no. you know, strong drink, it's talking about, you know, you know, um, something in a different category and that uh, anything that is not grape juice is strong drink. And any wine mentioned in the Bible wasn't fermented wine. It didn't have mm-hmm. any alcohol in it. And the difficulty with that is when people look at that, look how many people got drunk in the Bible. Like, <laughs> a lot of people <laughs> were getting drink. Yeah. I mean, Noah planted a vineyard after the flood, and he got like hammered yep. and yep. drunk, like yep. uh, from from new wine that he yep. planted. And so it's it's a hard take when someone hears, "No, all drinking is sin," because there was never drinking in the Bible, and wine wasn't fermented. You had people getting drunk at love feasts. You had people getting drunk around communion because they were yeah. drinking wine and yeah. getting drunk oh, yeah. when they were doing it. So that's a hard sell to say, no, any drinking sinful from the Bible would be tough to make a case for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have to, as Christians, be careful about testimony. Uh, we have to be careful about our witness for Christ. We have to make sure that we're doing things wisely. Yeah. And I would tell people not to violate their conscience before the Lord yeah. you know, when Paul says that. Yeah, and that's what like you know a lot of people say, you know, is this a sin? Yeah. And I think sometimes that's a question we shouldn't ask, but ask, okay, if I do this, will this help me grow in my relationship with the Lord and sure. bring others you know, to him as well, be a good witness yeah. you know, for him? Yep, so, absolutely. Yeah. Well, that wasn't too bad, Steve. That's I good. Mean, that we went through a number that's of different bad. questions, got that's a chance good. to hear where you're at on some things. Yeah. Um, it was fun. You know, it was good. It was good. So we <laughs> appreciate you being me. here. Um, 
If you have questions, you want to submit questions, it's 330-331-6453. Any questions you guys have you might want us to cover or talk about, uh, Pastor Eric Gill will be back with us Mm -hmm. and looking forward to the return of Eric. Not because you didn't do good jobs. You did fantastic. You did great. This is Eric man. And uh, so Pastor Eric Gill will be back with us. Um, Now, if you've watched the podcast at all, Steve, I'm going to test you here. Oh, man. We always end it by asking a question. Do you know what that question is? This I is do how, not know that. You don't... I don't watch it all in the end. You got me. Steve. <laughs> you, you don't even know I just know have it the, playing, man. I'm doing man. stuff. Man. <laughs> I don't even know. I'm like... We're, get out of here. Okay. Get out, no, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm uh, we ask a question every week. We want to know, what is your life like beyond the pew? What is your life like beyond the pew? We hope it's glorifying the Lord, and uh, we hope we hope you'll watch this to the end, unlike Steve, and, uh, and engage with us in this. So thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week. Adios. See ya.